Hello. Thank you for joining us today for the Harvest Time Church weekly podcast. As you listen today, we pray that you are richly blessed and that the message would guide you deeper into your walk with Jesus and help you to advance his kingdom here on earth. Have a blessed day. James said it was God's will for Jesus to die. Did you hear him say that? Yeah. The Bible tells us that Jesus was praying... The Bible says that Jesus was praying that if there was any way for him to not die, then he didn't want to have to do that. And Jesus had a choice to obey or disobey God in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And that was just like Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve chose to disobey. What did Jesus choose to do? To obey. That's right. He chose to obey. As hard as it was, Jesus chose to obey and to go to the cross. So we've talked about the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Gethsemane, but there was one more garden because it was three gardens that we heard about that first night. And do you remember what it was? The Garden of Our Hearts. The Garden of Our Hearts. That's right. And in the Garden of Your Heart, who gets to, dis- who gets to make the choice to obey or disobey God? I do. You do. Yes, you do. You know, we heard about how, um, how kids, well, I mean, they told us, and we all knew it was true, that kids don't really get to make a lot of their own choices, you know, right? I mean, they don't get to choose, well, I mean, with a little bit of leniency, mom and dad pick what they wear, what they eat, when and where they're going to school. They make all these choices for them. But... Um, and, and, you know, even I was, I was thinking of some examples with my own kids about how, like, Samuel, I can, I can make him be quiet during prayer time, but I can't make him have a conversation with God, right? And your parents, they can make you stand up during worship, but they can't actually make you praise and worship God in your heart, can they? And so in the garden of your heart, there's only, and this is for everybody, there's only one person who can make the decision the decisions in the garden of your heart. There's only one person who can choose to obey or disobey God in the garden of your heart, and that is you. And so you get to make that choice for yourself. The reason Maddie's up here sharing this with me this Sunday is because she actually heard that message and she made the choice to obey God in the garden of her heart for the rest of her life. And so um, we just rejoice in that and we praise the Lord for that um, And because there's just nothing more exciting uh, than to see someone uh, pray, you know, choose God for their life. Okay, you can go sit down. Thank you. She did? She, she, that, praise the Lord. I was so upset we didn't plan that. I was even telling Noe last night, she got baptized last night. So, (laughs) so that's awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, definitely... Thank you for praising with her. We had a dance party in our dorm room that night. We turned on the music and we just danced with the angels in heaven because the Bible says that they rejoice whenever someone comes to know the Lord. So um, it's really an awesome thing. I'm going to get caught up in my notes over here. Oh, next we have an object lesson with Sam and Kevin that they're going to share. Me and Kevin are going to share a lesson from camp about sin. We have three vases. They say us, sin, and Jesus.
We have all sinned by doing something. It may have been lying. Selfishness. Or disobedience. But whatever it was, God's ultimate sacrifice, Jesus, gave us the chance to get our sins taken away. When we say we're sorry to Jesus, we become clean. And then when we sin again, the sin doesn't have the same effect that it used to have on us. And also, Romans 6.14 says, For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. And also in the Bible, it says, Jesus took the sin of the entire world upon him. But when he did, the sin had no rule over him. Got stained. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> that was really great. That was really great. He, he wrote that himself. Uh, he, he put that together himself. And that was like an amazing twist on that old school object lesson that I saw as a kid. I was like, when they pulled that out at camp, I was like, really? We're, we're going to do this? I looked over at Laura, my sister, she was there with me, and I was like, we're doing this? And I was like, I guess they've never seen it. But uh, anyways, I really like that. I really like how they did that. It was really amazing and um, love seeing God's word in it. <laughs> I'm keeping my nursery baby in here today so she can enjoy this with us. I love her. Um, I'm going to share a little bit of word with you this morning because um, we don't... Uh, we don't want to just uh, share uh, what we heard, uh, but we want to also share the Word of God with you because this is our Sunday morning service. And so if you do have your Bible and you want to open up to Psalm 31, we're also going to put it on the screen. Um, the theme for our camp, uh, you're going to Psalm 31, verse 19, by the way. And while you're turning there, I'm going to tell you that the theme for our camp this summer was better than you think. And when I got there and I saw it, I was just like, I was a little, honestly, I was a little put off because I was like, better than you think. Of course, I know they're talking about God, but I was thinking like, I know my God. I love my God. I have an inter intimate relationship with my heavenly father. I know how amazing he is. Like, what is this better than you think thing? And um, anyways, and then we got into it. They really got into it at our last they called it a miracle service, and it was miraculous. It was really um, amazing. You know, I'm going to tell you real quick with all the, they had three water slides, a pool. Some of the kids did unlimited go-karts. There were snow cones. There was ice cream. There was like, I don't know, all the fun things that they could possibly do, and they just got to run and have so much fun. But there are still some of the kids that went to camp that said their favorite part was the miracle service. That's how good the services were. I mean, they were amazing because we really got to encounter the Lord there. Um, and so when we turn to Psalm 31, 19, uh, we looked at this. It says, how great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. And so we're just gonna break down this scripture a little bit this morning and make sure that we all understand exactly what it's saying. You know, it says, how great, 
Of course, we're talking about the Lord here, right? The psalmist, the writer is talking about the Lord. How great, some scriptures or some translations say abundant, which means not just enough, not just plenty for all of us, but it means more than enough. You know, we love Italian food in my house. Well, my kids, they're like, I like pizza. They like pasta. They're all about the red sauce and the spaghetti. But what we all love is the garlic bread. And so, you know, we are five people and a box of garlic bread from the store is eight, is eight slices of bread. So most of the time, I just make five slices of bread, right? And my kids are all like, yay, we get bread. You know, we have enough for everyone to have one. But let me tell you, on those days when I'm like, eh, there's only three extra. It's not gonna be enough for next time anyways. I'm just gonna make all eight of them. We are all like lit up because we get that extra garlic bread. And that is um, what that great word means there in Psalm 31 verse 19. There is not just enough. There's not just blessings. There's not just goodness or good things for you. There are more than enough good things for you. Um, he says you, He says that God has stored up. So stored up, you guys, means that he's saved it up for you. If it's already stored, it means that he already plans to give it to you and he's just waiting to give it to you, to release it to you. So these good things that are so plentiful that there are more than enough of are stored up, are waiting for you. And they are for those who fear him. So we talked about a little bit what it means to fear the Lord. I'm not gonna put anyone on the spot, but remember we talked about fear of the Lord is just a respect for him. It means we respect him. We have this awe for him. We know that he is awesome and amazing. So if you, if you have an awe for the Lord, if you respect the Lord, if you obey his word, then you fear the Lord. So those good things that are what? More than what? that are more than enough, that's right, that he has waiting for you are for you if you obey and respect and honor the Lord. And it says he lavishes it on those who come to him for protection. So if you turn to God, if you come to him for protection, that means that we're coming to God in our time of need. So this word, this is the word of God. This, so this isn't just for kids, this is for everybody. So if we turn to the Lord in our time of need, then he doesn't just, I actually brought a spray bottle today because you know, kids, object lessons, they love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so if I do this, I know y'all love that. I know, I know. Sorry, I put that on that new mic. Excuse me. Y'all should just be happy that I just sprinkled on you. If I, oh, I made her upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I were to lavish on you, if I were to have lavished that on you, then I would have had a bucket of water to pour on top of you, right? I would have had to have a bucket of water to pour on top of you, okay? So he doesn't just wanna sprinkle these things on you. When you turn to him in, his time of need, in your time of need, he has blessings stored up for you, good things waiting to give to you because you respect and obey him. That's a good word, isn't it? That's a good God, isn't it? That's a good God. And our God is not just good. They went on to share with us about how great he is, you know, a lot of times we just think about good and great, you know, one's a little better than the other. But we mean great as in big, right? So here at this point at camp, I'm still thinking like, mm, better than you think, I don't know. But, right, but at camp, 
they started going, talking about how great he is. So in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 12, we're gonna look at 12 and 15. You don't have to turn there in your Bible. But Isaiah chapter 40, verse 12 says, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? So everyone put your hands out like this. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? God has. God is so big that the oceans, the seas, the rivers, the deepest depths, we were talking about some hole in Texas, some lake in Texas that people drown trying to get to the bottom of, trying to figure out the depth. All of these waters sit in the hollow of his hands. That is a great God. And he measures the span of the stars, the span of the heavens with his thumb and his pinky. Between his thumb and his pinky is the span of the stars, is the heavens and the skies. That's amazing. He counts each one and calls the billions of stars by name. Now, do you have a great God? Is he just good? He's not just good. He's great. He is a big, big God, right? Now I'm starting to think, yeah, he's better than I think, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm realizing this at this point. He is so much better than I think. He says, behold, the nations are like a drop from the bucket, from a bucket, not Matagorda County, not the state of Texas, not the United States of America, not North America, all of the nations, all of the peoples of the earth, if there was a giant bucket of water, are like one drop from a bucket from his point of view. You know, if we really understood, if we just, if we just began, if we would just begin to, to wrap our minds around the greatness that is our God and realize that we can't understand how great he is and how good he is, then we would not struggle so much with our worries and our fears. You know, we can be frozen by fear sometimes. And so we did something really cool and we're gonna do this today too. Um, oh, I, didn't, I have one more scripture to share because it's important to me when I think about how good and great our God is. How great our God is, you know, that's a really great God, right? And so it even says, like, the scriptures talk about, like, how we look like crickets to him, how we're just, like, sand. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't make me feel good. But other scriptures also remind us that we are so important to him, that he so highly values us. We are his prized creation. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, he says to look at the birds of the air. And your heavenly father takes care of him. And this is a rhetorical question. I don't know if kids know what a rhetorical question is, but it asks, are you, it means a question that doesn't really need an answer. That's what it means, because you ought to know the answer already. Are you not more valuable than the birds of the air? What's the answer to that? Are you more valuable than the birds of the air? Yes, you are. You are his prized creation. You are our good and great God's prized creation. And you are so much more valuable to him than the birds of the air. And if he takes care of him, of them, and they don't need to worry for anything, then do you have anything? Do we have anything that we need to worry about? No, we do not. And praise the Lord, we were able to have this ministered to us that night in that miracle service. And so I just want everyone to take a moment. And I want you to think on that thing that you think about when you're not thinking, okay? So it might be right before you go to bed or right when you get up and first thing in the morning and, you're, and it, your mind just goes somewhere or maybe right when you turn the TV off or it might be when you're daydreaming at school or maybe some of us daydream at work. I don't know. Uh, what, is your, what does your mind go to? I want you to think about that for just a minute. 
Now you have that in your head. And, and, we, and we so constantly go to that thing, whatever it is that you're thinking about. And what we're going to do this morning is we're just going to offer that up to our good and our great God, okay? And we're actually going to have a little bit of worship here. We're going to do a little bit of worship and just allow ourselves a time to respond and give our worries and our concerns to God. You know, parents and adults, we have worries just like the kids do. The kids might be concerned about their, their math that they're just really not good at, you know, or they might be worried about their parents who are fighting, But adults, you might be worried about how you're going to pay the next bill or your kids who aren't serving the Lord the way you wish they were. Or you might be worried about the situation at your job that's just no good, okay? Or you may be worried about your spouse or another family member who's sick and ailing. We all have a worry that we can give to God. We all have something that our minds go to when we're thinking about nothing. And so since it's Family Sunday, we're going to give these worries to God. Thank you for joining us for the Harvest Time Church podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and empowered. If you'd like more information about our family, please write us at 42 FM 2540 South, Bay City, Texas 77414. Or check us out on the web at harvesttimebaycity.com.